This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. 13 degrees right now, and the wind chill is 3 below. President Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy will meet to discuss the debt limit. Fox's Jackie Ibanez has more. An important face-to-face this week in Washington, one that could determine the fate of our nation's financial security. President Biden and Republican House Speaker Kevin McCarthy are set to meet Wednesday to discuss raising the national debt limit. McCarthy pledges that cuts to Social Security and Medicare are off the table, but he adds that the threat of a government default can be avoided if Democrats are willing to negotiate. The U.S. hit its debt ceiling January 19th. Wichita police have arrested a 22-year-old woman on three charges of aggravated battery, stemming from a shooting early Saturday in Wichita's Old Town. At approximately 12.55 a.m., officers in the Old Town area heard multiple gunshots coming from inside Rock Island Live at 101 North Rock Island Avenue. A large crowd was exiting the business, including a 22-year-old woman suffering from a gunshot wound to her upper arm. She was taken to a local hospital for treatment. Officers entered the business and found a 22-year-old man with a gunshot wound to his upper torso. He is currently in stable condition at a local hospital. Another 22-year-old woman arrived at the hospital a short time later, suffering from a gunshot wound to her foot. Police say the suspect, Tyra Adair, was involved in a fight with several women when she brandished a gun and fired several rounds, striking several innocent bystanders. She was located nearby, still in possession of the weapon, and taken into custody. Rodney Price, KNSS News. A woman is dead after a crash near Kellogg in Washington Sunday morning. First responders located a black Honda Accord on Washington Street with a 22-year-old woman unconscious and not breathing inside the car. EMS pronounced her dead at the scene. An investigation revealed that the victim was traveling westbound on Kellogg when she hit the concrete wall and went over, landing on Washington Street. The woman's name has not been released. A drive-by shooting in southeast Wichita left a 57-year-old woman in critical condition. It happened Sunday morning in the 1400 block of George Washington Boulevard. Police say the woman was alert and talking after the shooting and expected to survive. If you have any information or witness the shooting, you're asked to call Wichita Police. A man who allegedly raped a 13-year-old girl at a motel on South Broadway made his first court appearance Friday. 37-year-old Lorenzo Gray was charged with five counts, including two counts of rape of a child under the age of 14 and one count of aggravated indecent liberties. A phone tip on Tuesday led officers to the motel in the 2300 block of South Broadway where Gary was found with the young girl. Bond was set at $300,000 his next court date was scheduled for February 6th. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. The man who disarmed a gunman in Alhambra, California, has been honored for his heroism. The gunman had already killed several people nearby in a town's dance hall. The situation still feels so surreal to me. Brandon Sai is a reluctant hero, but his actions last week saved lives. He disarmed a Hukan Tron, who had just killed 11 and wounded nine others in Monterey Park. He was honored in Alhambra for his actions and shared that he knew those victims. They would always come by the dance studio, and I considered them friends. Sai says now is a time to grieve, but after that, in terms of mass shootings... I want us the people of this nation, 
to take action. Sai has another honor coming, a trip to Washington to be President Biden's guest at the coming State of the Union. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. KNSS News time now, 6.04, four minutes past six o'clock. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS, 6.09 now, nine minutes past six o'clock on a Monday morning. Topeka firefighters found a man on fire inside a restroom at a Walmart store Saturday. Firefighters found the man when they went to a Walmart neighborhood market. Firefighters extinguished the fire and provided aid to the man. He was taken to a Topeka hospital with serious injuries. He wasn't immediately identified. Investigators are working to determine how the fire started. The House Oversight Committee is now requesting high-ranking Homeland Security officials to testify about the southern border. Fox's Matt Finn has details from Eagle Pass, Texas. The now Republican-controlled U.S. House Oversight and Accountability Committee requested the four senior Border Patrol sector chiefs to testify next week in a meeting about the status of the southern border, but Homeland Security declined allowing those four chiefs, instead offering Border Patrol Secretary Ortiz. Well, in a strongly worded letter, Republican Representative James Comer writes to DHS Secretary Mayorkas, quote, DHS is obstructing congressional oversight. It is unfortunate that you are trying to prevent the American people from candid and truthful testimony of U.S. Border Patrol chief agents. The DHS says it's protocol that an agency should be given an option to have its senior testify in front of Congress. A fisherman dies in the year's first fatal shark attack. This was no boat accident. The first fatal shark attack of 2023 has claimed the life of a man in Mexican waters. Manuel Lopez was diving for shellfish in Tobari Bay in the Gulf of California back on January 5th when he was decapitated by a great white shark. The 19-foot-long predator struck at a depth of about 50 feet, according to the website trackingsharks.com. Two other fishermen who were with Lopez witnessed the gruesome scene. Divers in the area had been forewarned, however, of an increased presence of sharks. Great whites are known to cruise the waters of the Sea of Cortez in the months of December and January as pregnant females feed in the area. Karen McHugh, Fox News. KNSS News time now, 6-11, 11 minutes past 6 o'clock. So far this morning here in traffic, well, traffic conditions, it's cold out there. <laughs> Seems to be dry enough, though. I didn't have to scrape. Things might change a little bit, but uh, I didn't have any ice out there. But it is very, very cold. However, uh, in traffic, traffic conditions, things are looking pretty good out there. We do have a stalled-out vehicle, westbound Kellogg, right around Seneca, maybe just a little ways east of there. Watch out for that as the volumes pick up. Traffic update, 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A cold air mass remained over Wichita and south-central Kansas. And with a disturbance passing nearby, some flurries are possible into this afternoon. We'll likely be in the mid-teens by lunchtime. 20 for the high later on today. The wind chill running between 0 and 5 below. Tonight, cloudy or low near 11. 29 on Tuesday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now a cloudy sky, 13 degrees. And you combine that 13 with the northeast wind at 14 miles per hour. It gives you a wind chill of minus 2. Good morning, Ted Woodward. Hello. A little chilly out there. Very chilly. Very cold this morning. Yikes. A cloudy, breezy, very cold day across central Kansas Sunday. Wichita's high temperature yesterday was 21 degrees, normal high 45. However, I confess to you that I did get out and go for a walk. Good for you. 
put about three layers on the yeah. top, and it wasn't bad. I mean, I didn't, you know, a little bit of north wind, but it wasn't that terrible. Got her done. Yeah, if you're out while the sun is shining, layer up, <laughs> yeah. make it through. The uh, On this date in, uh, say, 1968, the Tet Offensive began during the Vietnam War as communist forces launched surprise attacks against South Vietnamese towns and cities. Although the communists were beaten back, the offensive was seen as a major setback for the U.S. and its allies. It was an international PR bloody nose. Um, but I just finished an 800 book, 800 page book called Hue 1968, the Citadel and the attack in Hue City. <laughs> Very interesting. A lot of things I didn't know. Apparently, we went in there. To, we were not ready for this combined force of up to ten or twelve thousand people, at, le- at least coming into that city. I mean, there were about you know, eleven hundred Marines there, and they would admit what they had. The top people wouldn't. Oh, oh no, they would admit what they had. Of course, Westmoreland was saying, "Oh, that's not the biggest battle. It's somewhere else." I mean, it was just—it's yeah, yeah. just a big cluster. Yeah, it was. But the basically, the Marines had to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Gosh. <sighs> Too bad, because after that was over, we had really decimated their people on the other side. But there were no mood. Nobody was in any mood to follow up on that. Damar Hamlin released a video Saturday in which he says he's thankful for the outpouring of support and vows to pay it back. It's the first time the Buffalo Bills safety has spoken publicly since he went into cardiac arrest and needed to be resuscitated on the field in Cincinnati January 2nd. Hamlin said now was the right time to speak after the Bills' season ended and because he needed time to recover and gather his thoughts. The five-and-a-half-minute video was posted on Hamlin's social media accounts. Scary, scary thing. Yeah, Mm. watching that was... Watching that was uh, disturbing. Uh, yes. Well, the, the the injury itself, but it it was good to see, you know, him actually speaking to the public. That was really Whether good. He will yeah. ever return to sports? I, I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. So. Well, we'll have to see. It's, it's, like it's pretty serious. Well, well, anything else? It's going to be a process. Officials say Hawaii a Hawaii firefighter was critically injured Friday when he was swept into a storm drain and carried the length of eight football fields. Oh no! Until being dumped on the shoreline. The Maui News reports the accident occurred as nearly 13 inches of rain fell on parts of Maui and weather officials warned of unstable weather ahead. A crew responded to a flooded home when the firefighter was caught in a four-foot-wide storm drain. He was carried about 800 yards to where the drain empties into the ocean. Other firefighters and emergency personnel retrieved him from the shoreline. He was listed late Friday in critical condition. Whoa. Eight? (laughs) That's a long ride. All right. A mining corporation has apologized for losing a highly radioactive capsule over a, an 870-mile stretch of Western Australia. Authorities are combing parts of the road looking for the tiny but dangerous substance. It's believed to have fallen off a truck while being transported between a desert mine site and the city of Perth January 10th. Emergency services were notified of the missing capsule last Wednesday. They have to... Cover 870 miles. miles. You're looking for something probably very small. Here's, here's how big it is. Uh, it measured 0.31 inches, which is a third of an inch. Yeah. So it's by 0.24 inches, which is a half an inch, or a quarter of an inch. Yeah. So the size of an aspirin. Yeah. Or even maybe or, the tip or, of your little finger, even, yeah. maybe. And you're searching an 800 mile stretch. Mm. 
Uh, people you don't been... know if a dingo came up and even ate it. Could have. It's not could even be. there anymore. People have been uh, warned it could have unknowingly become lodged in their car's tires. Or it that. Because skin burns and prolonged exposure could cause cancer. It's a tiny little capsule with a lot of power in it. Mm. That's in, in Western Australia. All right. 617 now, Steve, it's head of the morning here on this uh, Monday, January 30th. Uh, it is time for leadoff sports this morning with Ted Woodward. Ted? We look at the last night, the AFC Championship game in the NFL playoffs. The winner goes to the Super Bowl. The Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Cincinnati Bengals at Arrowhead Stadium. And, as has been the recent case between these two, another super close game coming right down to who will make the plays at the very end of the game. Well, the Chiefs got a big sack towards the end, forced Cincinnati to punt. That gave the Chiefs the ball with time on the clock to try to make something happen. Had a good punt return as well. Kind of set things up as well for the Chiefs. And uh, here's some action of the game. Mitch Holtis had the call on the Kansas City Chiefs radio network. Third and four, Kansas City at the Bengal 47-yard line. Chiefs out of timeouts. Bengals four-man rush. Mahomes trying to buy some time on that bad ankle. Moving to his right. He is now scrambling, and he's going to get a first down. And now gets hit late. He gets hit late. He gets hit late. Mahomes gets hit late. It'll be a 15-yard penalty on top of the gain, and the gain should be bound to the 35-yard line. And that made uh, a so-so field goal attempt a fairly easy field goal attempt for the Chiefs. Harrison Butker got it through. Chiefs win. Caught over there, now slipping, and the Chiefs will tackle him. This game is over. This game is over. You can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs as the AFC champions. And for the third time in four years, the Lamar Hunt Trophy, the trophy named after this franchise's founder, is back in Kansas City where it belongs. What a gutsy victory. Grab a bucket of guts. The Chiefs are going to end the season where they began the season in Glendale, Arizona, and Super Bowl 57. Of course, you heard the game right here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Chiefs 23, Bengals 20, as the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, even with a bad ankle. Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes got the job done. Here's Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Listen, he was, it was pure grit. He and Kels. Um, but for Pat to do what he did and then to have that run at the end, uh, I can't say enough. He, he is the MVP in my eyes. And here's Mahomes. I didn't expect to be able to run very much um, just from the way it felt, but uh, the training staff, Julie, did a great job of uh, getting me enough range of, uh, and mobility that I was able to protect myself and at the end of the game there, I had a run to, to get the first down, and we were, it got us into field goal range. So uh, uh, credit to them, and then uh, just trying to stay on it, and uh, we have two more weeks, so we got to keep doing it. There you go. The Chiefs will take on the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl in Phoenix. That game is 13 days away. That'll be on Sunday, February 12th. The Eagles have just absolutely clobbered both their opponents in the playoffs. They beat the 49ers yesterday 31-7. to the 49ers were basically out of quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. The Chiefs and the Eagles will be your Super Bowl matchup. Of course, you'll hear that game right here on KNSS coming up in 13 days. Patrick Mahomes, by the way, 326 passing yards and two touchdowns. Oh, so we're watching. I said, look, look how much time he's got. That offensive line. Was they did their job. Terrific. Yep, they gave him time to. There was no running game, but 
Nobody got to Mahomes, really. So. FanDuel is already uh, has the Chiefs as a one-and-a-half-point underdog going into the Super Bowl against the Eagles. All right, we'll see how that line shifts in the next 13 days. But there you go. There's your Super Bowl matchup. We're all set 13 days out. College men's basketball yesterday morning. The Wichita State Shockers were on the road at East Carolina. The Shocks had lost by double digits to the Pirates on New Year's Eve in Coke Arena. Boy, the rematch, it was all Wichita State. Mike Kennedy and Bob Hull had the call of the game on 103.7 KEYN. 7.52 to go in the second half. Porter starts left off a screen by Poor Bear, launches a three and hits. First three-point basket for Craig Porter. He has 20 now, and Wichita State back to a 24-point lead. And that's pretty much where it was. The Shockers just clobbered the Pirates. 85-72 was the final, and that that was not even indicative of the game. Shocks had a 20-point or more lead most of that game. Mm. Hey, Shocks have won four of their last six. Craig Porter, 20 points, eight rebounds. Wichita State uh, gets that win on the road. Wichita State, in fact, has a winning record at home and a winning record on the road. They're now tied for sixth place in the American Conference after the win yesterday. And they'll talk about it tonight. It's Monday, so that means it's WSU Basketball Coaches Show night. Start out with men's coach Isaac Brown at 6 o'clock and then women's coach Keitha Adams at 7 o'clock. Listen live to the Shocker coaches tonight on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Shocker women have won two of their last three, and they're coming off a 19-point win at Cincinnati on Saturday. So two massive road wins for Shocker men and women's basketball this weekend. In women's play yesterday, the, K- uh, the Kansas women beat Kansas State 85-72 on Kansas Day. KU women are now 14-5 on the season. They're 10-1 and on home court at Allen Fieldhouse. And that's sports with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. 622 now. Give it here for Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Hearing loss and dementia. Plus traffic and weather on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 6.30 on this Monday morning, 13 degrees. The reaction continues following the death of Tyree Nichols earlier this month in Memphis, following his beating by several police officers. Sunday, the Tennessee chapter of the NAACP called for policing reforms after the release of the video by the Memphis Police Department showing Nichols' beating. Memphis chapter president, Ben Turner Jr. He called out for his mother three times while he was losing his life. He was only yards away from his home. Tennessee State Chapter President Gloria Sweetlove praised Memphis Police Chief Sarah Lynn Davis for not waiting to fire the officers involved. And Sweetlove says the burden is now on Congress to make sure events like this cease. The blood of black America is on your hand. So stand up and do something. The George Floyd Justice and Policing Act introduced in 2021 failed to pass. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. Two people were critically injured in a shooting. This was at an East Wichita nightclub Saturday night. The call came in around 10.45 p.m. from the Onyx nightclub on East Kellogg. Wichita police say two large groups of individuals began fighting with one another when an unknown man, armed with a handgun, fired shots into the crowd, striking two people. A 34-year-old and a 36-year-old are in the hospital with serious injuries. Officers were already at the club as there were 900 people there attending a scheduled music event. Rodney Price, KNSS News. 
Two men and a dog were rescued on Cheney Lake early Saturday morning after their boat capsized. Reno County officials say the two men were clinging to the side of the boat in icy water. One of the men was able to call 911. A water rescue team from the Hutchinson Fire Department helped Reno County fire in the rescue. The two men and the dog were brought back ashore, treated, and released on the scene. A Kansas man charged in connection to the murder of his mother. The KBI says the Canton Police Department received a 911 call about an unresponsive woman on January 23rd. They found 52-year-old Brianna Lance dead in the backyard of her home. The KBI says the investigation led them to arrest 18-year-old Hayden Lance, the woman's son. He was charged in McPherson County District Court Friday with second-degree murder. His next court date was scheduled for February 3rd. Bond was set at $500,000. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. An NBC poll indicates most Americans don't consider gun violence a top priority. Fox's Jackie Ibanez has more. Despite the ongoing epidemic of mass murders across our country, a new survey suggests Washington is unlikely to take action on gun control anytime soon. The numbers are staggering. So far this year, there have been 44 shooting massacres nationwide, resulting in 79 deaths. But an NBC News poll reveals gun violence scores are very low on a list of issues Americans consider important. Topping that list, threats to our democracy, jobs, and the economy come in second. Only 3% of those polled think guns should be a priority for Congress. Democrats are calling for federal gun laws after recent mass shootings in California. Now look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A cold high-pressure system is parked over northern Nebraska, but that will slide a little further south into Kansas tomorrow, and that will keep the chilly air mass in place for us. Some flurries at times today, breezy with a high close to 20. That means our wind chill runs anywhere from 0 to 5 below. Cloudy and 11 degrees for the low tonight. Tomorrow's high, 29. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now a cloudy sky, 13 degrees. Uh, we have a northeast wind at 14 miles per hour. And that gives us a wind chill of two below at 635 here on this Monday morning. It was Steve and Ted, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. One hour from now, we will speak with uh, Wichita Mayor Brandon Whipple. Monday's with the mayor around 735 this morning here with Steve and Ted. Today is Monday, January 30th, next to last day of, this, <laughs> of January. On this date in 1969... The Beatles staged an impromptu concert atop Apple headquarters in London. It was the group's last public performance. Yeah, legendary performance. On last top time of, they were together. On the top of the building there. Yeah. The Beatles. All right, yesterday was, uh, of course, kind of a day like this. Everybody was freezing outside. Really? Okay. Yoko and all their, all their girlfriends and wives were all huddled up and windy. Their hair was blowing in that cold wind. Kansas Day was yesterday. It's also my dad's birthday. He would have been 103, we figured. Uh, I'll tell you what, my wife and I did not go out much over the weekend, Ted. How about you? You had something I know you were doing. Did You got out of the house, didn't you? Yeah, well, I went to the Kansas Baseball Hall of Fame That's induction right. ceremony on That's Saturday, but that was before the cold front hit. It was beautiful so it was all right, Saturday yeah. afternoon. Oh, it was so nice. Well, Friday I had to... Had to lunch with my Mensa buddies. There were five of us in attendance, and that was pretty interesting. A lot of fun. Swapped some, uh, some old stories. And then this was kind of on a whim because we don't do this very often. Shelly and I, later that afternoon, went to a movie. 
We went to see a man called Otto. And we pulled up in the parking lot out there, Wes. And who should I see out there policing the area, picking up gum wrappers and whatnot? Your sister, Anne. Yeah, my sister. <laughs> you had an encounter with a celebrity. <laughs> it was nice to talk to her. I hadn't seen her in quite a while. But uh, I'll tell you what. My wife and I agree. A man called Otto is something you ought to see. I was going to ask you, what's your review? Oh, I'm giving it four stars or five, whatever we can give it. But uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm a big, uh, uh, a, a big fan of uh, the, what's his face, the star, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Anything he's in, I usually think well, that's pretty good. But this was oh, it usually is. This is good. I mean, you start out and you got a, it's this older guy who's just a curmudgeon. <laughs> And then he evolves. You know, you can see where it's going. And you there. like this movie, really? That's yeah. hard to believe. Well, <laughs> we were talking to Ann before we went in. She says, "Oh yeah, you'll like this movie." <laughs> and and, she, and said, "I said, uh, why is it my biography?" <laughs> she says, "Well, she says, well. Might, might be." <laughs> but anyway, if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. Okay, good. Uh, eight to eighty. Anybody can go see this. It's a good movie. Good, good. No car chases, no animated people with, that are colored blue swimming around in an ocean, nothing like that. It's just a great just, story. Yeah. There you go. Well told. Okay. Love uh, it. 6.38 now, Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. It's uh, time for our commodities update this morning with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Steve and Ted. Well, Friday, the live cattle and feeder cattle futures traded two-sided. Some contracts had four-session lows, but they all managed to close positive. Now, cash cattle trading volume last week was on the low side, as were prices. Tuesday of this week is a semi-annual cattle inventory report that is expected to show lower numbers than last year. Lean hogs traded mixed and closed mostly positive Friday. Friday's close saw April live cattle 30 cents higher at 160.82. March feeders up 62 cents at 183.47. And April lean hogs down 55 at 86.45. Now trading Friday was mixed as the Kansas City wheat, the corn, soybeans, and soybean meal made new highs for the week, but only the Kansas City wheat was able to hold a positive close. Now last week the March Casey wheat gained 21 cents. March corn gained seven cents, and March soybeans gained three cents for the week. This morning, the wheat, corn, and soybeans are all trading above last week's highs. At the moment, March KC wheat nine and a half cents higher at eight seventy-eight and three quarters. March corn up three cents at eight or at six eighty-six. March soybeans eighteen and three quarters higher, fifteen twenty-eight and a quarter. March crude oil is down six cents at seventy-nine sixty-two. February gold down three dollars and eighty cents at nineteen hundred twenty-five sixty. The March S and P thirty-eight points lower at four thousand forty-six. March dollar index down ten cents at one hundred one sixty-two. And March Dow Jones futures two hundred twenty-two points lower at thirty-three thousand eight twenty-four. For commodity trading or ag marketing advisory, contact Leffler Commodities on the phone or on the web by using eight six six go to Tom. I'm going to guess it's pretty cold in a gust this morning what do you think yes yes it is steve <laughs> i've got 12 degrees right now you got 12 we have 13 so yeah not a good day to be outside doing anything huh that's exactly right yeah well okay well i had uh, heard of the uh, ugly rumor that uh you and your wife are going to have a meeting wednesday about the debt ceiling apparently she's been uh she's succeeded your debt ceiling there at your house been out shop- <laughs> went shopping and, and exceeded the debt ceiling. Is that any truth to that? 
<laughs> no, Steve, I think that is uh, Speaker of the House and <laughs> oh, President that's right. Biden that's, that's going right. to be doing that. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, she's a, she's a good person. Don't don't prevent her from shopping now, okay? <laughs> well, we did a little bit of that yesterday. We was out there in that cold weather, went out and ate breakfast, yeah. get a couple of our stores here in Augusta well, yesterday. Good for you. Stimulating the economy on a cold day. Good for you. You bet. All right, Tom. Stay warm. Talk to you later. 641, Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Coming up, Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker. Don's going to tell us about what the debt ceiling really means. Oh, somebody who knows what he's talking about. Yeah, somebody who actually knows something. That's on the way with Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Stephen, 10 in the morning, KNSS, 645 down here on a Monday morning. Three big things. Three. President Biden and Speaker of the House McCarthy will talk about the debt limit. Two. A woman faces charges after a weekend shooting in Wichita's Old Town. One. Kansas City will play Philadelphia in the Super Bowl after the Chiefs' 23-20 victory over Cincinnati. Three big things, Stephen, Ted on KNSS. Stalled out vehicle now, northbound I-235. It's at the ramp from West Street and down in southwest Wichita there. Again, that's a northbound I-235, the ramp to West Street. Watch for a slowdown. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Mostly cloudy and cold today with a high of 20 degrees. Mostly cloudy and cold tonight. The overnight low, 10 and for Tuesday, partly sunny and warmer. <clears throat> Tomorrow's high, 28 degrees, warming all the way up to 28. Now cloudy sky, 13 degrees. A bit northeast wind at 14 miles per hour. We have a wind chill of two below. The final day in the trading week ended in the green Friday. The major averages ending higher for the day and week as investors continue to digest a new batch of earnings reports along with upbeat inflation data. In American Express, one of the Dow's biggest gainers, the credit card giant did come up short of profit expectations for the fourth quarter, but Amex delivered an upbeat earnings outlook for the full year and boosted its dividend by 15%. And Chevron banked historic profit last year, but the oil giant missed fourth quarter profit expectations while revenue rose above forecasts. Its stock fell 4%. The Dow winners, American Express, Apple, and Visa. The Dow decliners, Chevron, Travelers, and United Health Group. The Dow rising 29 points. The Nasdaq up 109. S&P 500 up 10. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Dutch consumer electronics and medical equipment maker Philips says it is cutting 6,000 jobs worldwide over the next two years. The company made the announcement as it revealed a net loss of 1.6 billion euros. That's Ouch. $1.7 billion in 2022. The job losses come on top of a reduction of 4,000 staff the company announced in October. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. The debt ceiling. What's it all about? Don Grant, CFP, the money trackers with us this morning. Tell us all about it. Good morning, Don. <laughs> Good morning, Steve and Ted and Jad. <clears throat> you know, if you've run your family's finances, there have probably been times when money was tight and you've found a way to put off paying one thing to scrape enough to, together to pay another bill. Well, that's what the government is doing right now. On January 19th, just a couple weeks ago, Treasury Secretary Yellen announced that we had reached our debt ceiling. 
We were closing in on $32 trillion in debt. She announced that the Treasury is taking extraordinary measures to keep paying its bills. It's essentially what we do when our own household budgets are tight. We shift one to another. Well, the debt ceiling or the limit is the legal limit set by Congress that America can borrow. Because we currently spend more than we take in, we hit that limit. The last big raise was in the fall of 2021 when Congress raised it to two point from by two point five trillion dollars to thirty one point four trillion dollars. That will we that's what we just hit back on on the 19th. If Congress doesn't act now, there will be fallout. There is some resistance by raising the debt limit by a newer Congress. You know, those newer congressional members, they want to curb spending and cut entitlement programs if the debt ceiling is not raised our nation's credit rating could slip again as it did back in 2011 this means servicing debt will cost the country more because we won't be as highly rated of a of a debt payer with no raise we may default on debt payments most government employees would be sent home and those services would stop national parks Government offices would shutter. Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security are mandated spending, so the U.S. must find a way to pay those benefits by law. The question is, how? The national debt has been a feature on America's ledger since the nation's founding when it took out loans to support the American Revolution. There are times when we spend more than we raise, thus the $32 trillion in debt. Keep in mind... The national debt is to pay for things that we have already spent money on. It's like a credit card balance where you went out to dinner and you haven't paid for it yet. The debt ceiling has been raised 78 times since 1960, 49 times under Republican presidents and 29 times under Democratic administration. And, of course, if you have any questions, you can give me a call. Number is 267-0600. Just ask for me, Don Grant. So who are our creditors? Who are we borrowing the money from? People who buy U.S. Treasury, US Treasury bonds. bonds. Yes, yeah. So it's it's it's. Uh, uh, I own some, uh, and uh, foreign governments own them, and uh, people all over the world own them. I think I do too now. I think I've got some bonds. You may. Did you buy some of those I bonds oh, that are I paying know. the higher interest rate? I don't know what they are. I have no idea. Oh, okay. I have people who do that thing. That oh, thing. that's right. You've got people who yeah. talk to other people to take care of your people. <laughs> people who, yeah. uh, okay. you know, they used to manage the Rockefeller estate, things like that. They, gotcha, gotcha. They're working private, for me. Private wealth management. Yeah, for, they get some really, really big wealth there. I yeah, I know. I'm talking big, big money. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. oh, really, uh, so... Foreign companies, foreign countries, foreign countries own some of the debt, don't they, or do they? They certainly do. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so. it's 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 a generally up until up until 2011, it was the highest rated. You know, I mean, it was guaranteed. I mean, well, the government could always print more money. Yeah. You know, but it was the highest rating you could get in the world. And uh, after it's, what happened, it's very to, safe. After 2011, what happened? Well, 2011, they they didn't raise the debt ceiling, and they didn't pay on some of their debt right away. So what happened was the rating companies lowered the rating, the rating. of the United States. So what that does, it means that now we're a lower rated uh, lender or, or, or debtor. Mm-hmm. So that means we have to pay higher interest. I mean, just servicing the debt alone is billions and mm-hmm. billions of dollars. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, uh, <coughs> today is National Croissant Day. Oh, la, la. Recognizes a flaky pastry. Enjoyed it at every meal. Croissants are buttery, crescent-shaped rolls that are crispy on the outside and soft on the inside. Could Just have, like you. Quel surprise. I am a, I'm a human croissant. Incroyable. The uh, credit for the croissant was the, we know today is given to an Austrian military officer. Austrian? August Zang. Oh. Yeah, Mr. Zang. Lucky we didn't call him Zang Rolls. Yeah. He, in 1839, he opened a Viennese bakery in Paris, introducing France to Viennese baking techniques, including the croissant. They nice. Used, they used mille feuilles on that. I had, I, the first croissant I ever ate was probably in the early 80s. Uh-huh. I, I didn't know what they were growing up, but uh, I was oh, out in man. California doing something oh, man. in radio, and, and I said, hey, yeah, try this. Just put a little butter on it there. And I'm, oh. You don't even need butter. It's made out of butter. I know, <laughs> but it's tasty. Oh, they are amazing. I wish I had Good, them. fresh croissant. It's I hard. I one right now. Where could you find? I guess there's a few bakeries in town, but it's it's hard to find a really good croissant. Well, yeah. Dylan's makes them by the dozen. Yeah, I think they're. There. I don't know if they're all butter. I think they may have some vegetable oil. They just don't taste quite the same. They're good, but they're not. You know, How about that place out on Douglas Gillette or whatever it is. I, I've oh, never, Gillette, I, La Gillette, La Gillette. Yeah, I've never been in there. Sure, I, they have some. Yeah, sure and, and there's a. You've never been to La Gillette? No, Bagatelle. <laughs> I've lived on the west wow. side. <laughs> no, I've been to the pool hall down the street many times. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I have my priorities there. Of course, no. Burger King has the croissantwich. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you know, that's really one of those good. right now. I could go for one of those right well, now. Well, do, do you remember back in the 80s when croissants were, were really, really popular? Yeah. I mean, I know saying. that where I, grew, I was in Sacramento at the time, and there was a, there was a Vietnamese, a French Vietnamese guy who opened up uh, La Boue Lingerie, and he called it La Boue. <laughs> and he opened up several branches and made these croissants that were just amazing. Nice. Oh, man. Hmm. I'm going to have to have my wife learn how to do that, and she'll bring in a there, dozen. It's not an easy – I mean, if you make it fresh, it's, it's, it's beautiful foy where you've got to roll it. Well, well, she this whole season. holiday season, she's been promising some baklava. She hadn't come through yet. I think Ted ought to call her and scold her a little bit about that. What do you think, Ted? I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, she's St. Shelley, but – Enjoy your croissants today. All righty. Mm. All right, guys. It's uh, 6.55 coming up, 7 o'clock, top of the hour news this morning. That's right. President Biden and House Speaker McCarthy say they will sit down and have a chat about the debt limit this week. And a woman is dead after a car crash in central Wichita. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Saber Wealth is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. 